This is At Risk Radio. Welcome to At Risk Radio. At Risk Radio is a show where we talk about leadership in the church at risk. My name is Mark Stafford, and I'm the host of the show. I'm here with David Witt, and David Witt is the CEO of SOM International. Now, David, to review, this is part of the Global Ambassador Leadership Training. This is a multi-part series we've been doing for those who want to learn more about how to uh, lead inside the church at risk and how to support those who are leading. We did a five-part series on the role of the Old Testament law to show us how the Old Testament and the law uh, reveals our need for a Savior. And then the last session, we talked about how even a really holy guy like Abraham still needs a Savior. Now, the title of today's session is The Leadership of Repenting and Believing. Yeah, so and really the issue of using, um, bringing people to understand the need for repentance and believing is salvation. Uh, because God does all the work, but he asks us for a response. And as leaders, we need to help people know how to respond. Uh, but I, of course, we always love talking about the global church and what God's doing and, and weaving stories. So the stories I thought about today's podcast, I want to share about a co-worker, mutual respect uh, with a guy named Hormoz who runs Iran Alive Ministries. We we support that ministry, um, love what they're doing. They do satellite broadcasting into Iran and, and help encourage even uh, believers on the ground. Just doing a phenomenal work of a great, mighty turning to Christ in the Middle East there. And and so Hermos, you know, be, having a, being a Muslim background, um, you know, believer from his household, his family, and uh, then came to school in the United States, came a, um, an atheist. And was not a believer in Islam or anything, any any God. Um, and then it's a it's a neat long story. But the Lord began to warm his heart, and he began to read the Bible and and, and pursue Christ. And uh, he he had gotten married, and his marriage was in a wreck, and his life was in a wreck, and he was just he was searching for truth. And so he and his wife started going to church, and he heard the gospel this one day, and he um, went up to the uh, pastor and the pastor uh, and he asked him he said so you're teaching me all about christ and this whole message and talking about this thing the gospel he so he says okay i'm in he says um what do i have to do to become a christian and the pastor then went into a lengthy a description of uh repenting and believing and hormos says okay i've done that and, and the pastor goes well no no we need to pray together <laughs> he says well i've already repent, repented and i believe that jesus is now he was crucified and he, he res, was resurrected and lives. So, yeah, I'm, I'm a believer. And the pastor goes, no, no. So the pastor convinced Hormoz to pray, and Hormoz went ahead and prayed with him. <laughs> but he knows at that moment, God had touched his heart, and he was a believer. <laughs> so, you, you know, it's not. So, you, know, so you mean the, the prayer doesn't save people? It's, it's like maybe actual faith in yeah, Jesus yeah, that saves people? Yeah, and there's the point. Right? Huh. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so, so Hermos makes a great point that, um, it, yeah, it isn't a religious way or expression or whatever. It truly is a heart change. Um, in, the, in the way we express right, right. that is when the heart changes um, and, and starts believing in the Lord Jesus Christ, his death and resurrection, and for our, our salvation, that his blood covers our sins. So tell us a little bit about that, how a person is saved and, and how Jesus' blood takes away the, you know, the God's wrath for people's sins. Yes, uh, 
And that's it. Well, and I'm just going to pick up where we were last week, Mark, because that's where lots of times we'll share from right from the uh, Abrahamic story in our last podcast, where once people see that, you know, Abraham had to give a innocent um, animal, the ram blood to cover him to to obey for the full obedience and fully what God demanded. Um, and that's a picture, of course, of Christ, what Christ did for us. What we'd like to ask immediately after that, since we'd like to ultimately get to the question, could you think of a sacrifice that Jesus, uh, excuse me, that God has given uh, for the wrongdoing and failures of humankind? And it's amazing, Mark, how many times even people who call themselves Christians won't get that right away. I've been I've been surprised by that, actually. Um, yeah. So <laughs> uh, and so then when they discover Christ. <laughs> Uh, and realize and, and understand the story that Christ died um, on the cross and he was innocent. We like to ask the question, do you think that we are all automatically forgiven just because now Christ died for that? Um, and, you know, how, Mark, how do you think most people are going to answer that? Well, that's, that, that's quite a loaded question, actually. I mean, uh, I think people are hopeful that we're all automatically forgiven, but I'm not sure that that's what the Bible teaches. Yeah, so I and I think most people realize that there is a problem because okay, if it's automatic, then I, I should don't feel it kind of thing. So there obviously has to be more, and so then lots of times, well, you know, we want to ask what must uh, we do so that uh, God will use Jesus' blood to take away His wrath on us for our crimes, you know, breaking His law. And that's the lead question we want people to start thinking about. Yeah, there something needs to happen here. I'm a because we went through the law. We went through Abraham. People, you know, begin to see by the word of God that they are they are lawbreakers, hmm. and we want them to start thinking. Okay, now what's it going to take to change that situation? Well, it's a it's a dangerous place to be. I mean, you know, if you're like, okay, well, mm-hmm. according to the law, I'm a lawbreaker, and and God's wrath is leveraged mm-hmm. against me. Well, how do I fix that one? I mean, that's uh, that's the question of eternity right there. That's bone chilling, really. Yeah, and it's exciting when we get people to this place because now their their heart is beginning to cry out for for help, for for a solution, a cure. And so we point out that God requires two things from a scripture: repent and believe, and we will be saved. All right. So there's there's two aspects of a heart response. Um, so this is where we, we can role play a little bit. Um, so Mark, how would you define repent? Well, that seems like a word that a lot of people with sandwich boards on street corners like to shout out. So I, I'm, I'm not yeah. really sure if I know what that means. Um, but it seems like a very religious word. I guess it's like, to, to stop doing bad junk, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. There you go. You hit it. And I think to most people, that is a that is a, a religious word. I mean, you know, people don't use that in their common vernacular these days. I, I, I've never told anybody at my company, <laughs> you know, hey, look, you got to repent. I, mean, I tell them, you know, you need to write uh, that blog post or you yeah. need to make that graphic. But repent yeah. is not a word I use very often. Well, exactly. This is why I changed my vocabulary, which right now then is if if I use that word or they're using that word, then I, I want to define it. If not, I don't yeah. have to define it. But what right. I point out to people is that in the Greek, repent literally means to change one's mind. Okay. Okay. Well, I, I, I can understand that. I've changed my mind about mm-hmm. a lot of things. Yeah. And but what we're focusing, of course, here for people to see is their mind about their own righteousness 
sake and how to receive righteousness from God or salvation. Uh, now, in the beginning, uh, and, and just a reminder, we've talked about this in the past, in that past podcast, when you ask most people, Mark, if they're good people, um, what do most people say whether they're morally good? How do you think most people answer? Oh, most people think they're super good people. And um, yeah. that they're so good, they're they're going to heaven. Then the people who think they're bad think that they're going to party with all their friends in hell. But that's maybe another oh, podcast. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but I will even add to that is that, and they can look at some of the past podcasts, even of ours that we've talked some some about this. But you know, it's interesting that I saw research that said that ninety uh, percent of convicts asked were asked that same question, and they believed that they were good, even though they had broken the law and do different things. So that yeah, so by inherently in most people see themselves as morally good. And yet what we started in scripture, then we looked at Abraham again, and God did not see him good. And what we tr what we want people to see is not do you feel like you're good, does God see that you're good, and has God declared you good? Um, and, and so that's the problem is, what, so when you're changing your mind, what, are, what do people need to change their mind about? Well, I think that's a great thing for us to discuss on the other side of our break. So, David, let's run to a break real quick. And when we get back, let's talk more about changing our mind about stuff. We'll be right back. At Risk Radio. Can you imagine trying to disciple a church with only one Bible? This is Mark Stafford from At Risk Radio, and our contacts in Venezuela are telling us incredible stories about people coming to know Jesus, all the while pastors are missing Bibles for their people. After receiving a Bible from our ministry, one man said with tears in his eyes, no one has ever given me such a beautiful gift. At Risk Radio, in our partnership with SOM International, is working to bring 2 million Bibles into Venezuela. For more information about how you can help, go to atriskradio.com. Welcome back to At Risk Radio. I'm online with David Witt, and David Witt is the CEO of SOM International. Now, before we went to our break, we were talking about how repenting means to change one's mind. And I think, David, if I remember this right, you were asking me, what's the thing a person needs to change their mind about? Is that mm -hmm. the right question? Yeah. So if, if repentance means to change one's mind, what's necessary for people to change their mind about for salvation? Well, I think that if their good works aren't the thing that are getting them into heaven, then they have to change their mind about how they get into heaven and about what they're putting their trust in for that. I, I yeah. think that's what we're getting at there. Bingo. And that's exactly what the scriptures said, because again, we go back to the Adam and Eve story, which we spent a lot of time on. Adam and Eve made themselves the judge in taking from the tree of knowledge of good and evil, so mm -hmm. that now they judge moral right and wrong. Um, and right. now it's returning that and remitting, okay, we are not the judges. We do not have the moral superiority of righteousness, we need God's righteousness. So it's changing mind that, again, that it's God who makes us righteous, not us. Right. That that I I can't do enough good things to appease God. That it, God's mm -hmm. standard is so high that I'm not going to live up to it. So I need something different. I need something yeah. bigger. That's kind of the idea, I think. Right? Where you're kind of getting at? Yeah. And, and you can imagine then when we're uh, being, you know, as a leader, a witness to a non-believer or even a believer in helping them grow in their faith, mm -hmm. that 
many times you start the conversation and most people think they're good. They have a wrong basis of good. They're they're not good before God. You know, God's word says that there, there's no man who's good. No, not one in, in um, Romans. So it's pretty mm-hmm. important. We're helping people rechange their their belief system, their understanding to truth. That's right. going to set them free. So this is the path of salvation and how we can influence. Uh, so now we like to ask, in light of God's laws and the facts that, that you are admitting, of course, if we've gone through the law with them, right? We, and many times we point out to people that, hey, they've, if they've lied in their life, God saw it. If they're a thief or murdering, uh, God saw all of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now seeing all this, do you still think you're good? Because we really want to help people change their mind on that. So we, as needed, we emphasize that point. So there's, here's, here's a real transition question. So do you think liars, thieves, and murderers are good people? Well, yeah, I guess that they're not very good people. <laughs> and that's the humbling mark right there, that when we realize that we participate in the same, we can't judge others it's right here in our own lives, in our own heart. We need, we all need help. And right. so there's, the, so there we go. So that's the beginning right there. So Mark, as you and I understand that, as others understand that, do you think that would help people change their mind about their righteousness? Yeah, I think especially the person that thinks, well, if that person's really sincere about what they believe, then that must be good enough for salvation. But that's not what the Bible's teaching at all. It's saying that we're all super guilty of of uh, of the sin and that we deserve God's judgment. And so therefore, we need somebody to save us from that. I, I think that's what kind of we're getting at and that we need to help people understand exactly where they are yeah. before the Lord. I mean, as you're saying, liar, thief and murderer. Yeah. Well, Romans puts it well. Uh, yeah, where yeah. Romans says, you know, that that good religious word sin, which means failure for all have failed and fallen short of the glory of God or the standard of God. Right, um, right. So, so yeah, so there. this is just, again, leadership 101, helping people get out of pride right. <laughs> and right. put on true humility um, to move in freedom. Um, so so we said repent and believe. So we better, so let's move on to believe here, Mark. Okay. So how would okay. you define belief? Well, a belief is kind of the idea to understand a truth about something, to think that something is true that you hear. Mm-hmm. Some people think it's to trust something. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's interesting that belief comes out of, of the idea if you think it's true, that's why you believe in it. But believe, I think you hit it even more, to trust. But in the Greek definition, it goes even deeper, maybe the foundations of that trust. It's depend upon. It's truly what faith is, is that you depend upon. Like the, you and I, as we're doing this, uh, podcast. We're in chairs right now. We're dependent upon that chair not to dump us on the ground, or it's going to be a noisy interruption to this podcast in this moment. So we are we disaster. have yes disaster. So we're believing on this chair to help <laughs> us do a good podcast. Um, I'm perfect. Yeah. So we, we like to illustrate this uh, with a parachute example. Um, okay. You know, heavy. Okay, Mark. I'm, you're going to be able to really maybe boast for more. Have you ever parachuted? No, no, that's terrifying. It's a terrible <laughs> idea to jump out of a plane. Yeah, why, why jump out a perfectly good operating plane? Yeah, I'm with perfectly you. Perfectly <laughs> good plane. Just stay in that thing. I'm with you. It's made Actually, to fly. It's made to yeah, land. I know, I know. And yeah, that could be a really, uh, you know, it's and again, it's not the fall that hurts. It's the sudden stop at the end. So, um, you know, yeah, I have never parachuted myself. But, you, right, you absolutely believe, even though you haven't done it, you believe that parachuting is real and parachutes exist and they help you, right? 
I I believe that it's real and yeah. it exists, and I wouldn't want to jump out of a plane without a parachute. Yeah. So would you agree that when a parachuter jumps out of a plane, that they are hmm. absolutely dependent upon the parachute to save their life? Yeah, pretty much. That's it. Yep. There you go. So there's a perfect picture of saving faith is that when we move our faith, our belief system from our own righteousness sake, they, oh, yeah, I'm going to get into heaven because, yeah, I've been a good person to no, I haven't been a good person. I have failed, but I believe that Jesus' blood, his sacrifice, his love is going to cover me and makes me right before the Father. Therefore, I have been deemed righteous. That is what we call saving faith. So no, no longer depending on my my works and my righteousness, my being good enough, but it's putting it all on Jesus and trusting him for salvation. And David, we're out of time. Yeah. So I think we've got to wrap this thing up. So let me just remind our listeners about a couple of things. First of all, we want to encourage you to subscribe to this podcast. If you are encouraged by this podcast, we release one about once a week and we want to get that into your hands. Hey, if you could put up a review for this podcast, that would be really helpful. And finally, if you want to get some training on how to be a global ambassador, I want to encourage you to go to spiritofmartyrdom.com and sign up for the Global Ambassador Training Program. My name is Mark Stafford, and this has been At Risk Radio. You've been listening to At Risk Radio. For more, go to atriskradio.com. At Risk Radio is a production of SOM International.